the 2000s. Whoa, I see what you did right there. Second conversation, maybe 1896. Yeah. See what I did there? Oh, I do see what you did there. 666. Whoa, why are you taking it easy, Satan? Sorry, sorry, it's been a rough week. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington alongside Mr. Alex Papa George. What's up, everybody? Happy, happy Wednesday here, and thanks for joining us on the Inner Miami Podcast, uh, episode seven. I know we said it on episode two, but we're back. We are back. And still just growing, growing, growing. Welcome, Scotland. Welcome, Canada. Scotland. Two new countries added. Canada. Brothers to the north. I kind of, I guess it kind of seems right with our brother in uh, the northern pack kind of bringing in the northern folk. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. But I hope everybody's having an awesome week thus far. We're excited to get it going here today. And you already know what it is. Three Kings Home Brewery. You guys are the wind beneath our sails, or you're just the beer in our gut. But one or the other, uh, we appreciate y'all. I'll take them both. <laughs> uh, really action-packed uh, episode here, as most of you know who have been following the podcast thus far. Uh, this is the final of the supporters groups. Uh, we've had the uh, Southern Legion. That was Peter and Marcos from the Southern Legion. Uh, Max Ramos from the Siege. Uh, as well as last week, we had Melvin and Jose from the Northern Pack. And today, we have an awesome episode with Chris and Caesar from Vice City. Best GTA game ever made. Best, best, be, potentially the best video game ever made. Vice City was amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Jay. So we're really stoked to bring it to you here. Um, I know that you guys are very interested in learning more about Vice City. Uh, first and foremost, would love uh, to give a couple shout outs here. Um, Three in particular, uh, these are people who have commented on our page, Um, they've sent us an email, or they've gone ahead and left a review on one of the podcast outlets. So Pamela Pamela Midwest, that is her screen name, which is friggin' awesome, because Pamela Midwest must mean one thing. I would assume she's in the Midwest. You're damn right she's from the Midwest. Pamela, thank you. Missouri. Ah, Soccer Mamacita. Think about Dakotas. Soccer Mamacita for a second. That's, uh, I'm going to go with down here. I'm going to go with down here, but I mean. Southern Los Angeles. Southern Los Angeles. Thanks, dude. And then last but not least, Amanda Ray. We, We appreciate all the love that you three have shared with us. And, you know, honestly, I think those are three females from the sound of it. So we're getting a lot of play on the female yeah. side. Well, you know, it's 2019, so we can't assume everyone's gender. That's all right. But, but I believe we're, we're, we're pretty, you know, equal as far as male and uh, female listeners, if you do identify as one of those. Yeah, or males, just pick <laughs> it up. Just pick it up. I it's mean, game sh- females showing some love over here. Love it. And speaking of love, another one. It's my turn to show a little love. Alrighty, Three well, before we get to this interview, we do want to cover some news. No, no, no. Before we get into the news, before we want to get into the interview, I just want to bring up one thing. As you know, you have followed us. It's a soccer uh, podcast. Jay is an alumni of the Florida State uh, Knowles, I think they're called. We're here to talk about soccer. The Seminoles, I think. And I myself am a graduate of the University of Miami down in Coral Gables. But just wanted to say it's always 
awesome beating up on your little brother. And yes, I do say little brother. Little brother. Uh, count the rings, dude. Count the rings. Oh but gosh. that was our third straight victory. Uh, that's all right. We're, we have we're on the up decade. and up. Uh, Manny Diaz coming out strong. So Laugh now. Once we get Bob Stoops, your life is over for you, the next 15 years. That's all right. You know, that's, that's a hope and a dream. But we're living right now in the moment. And in this moment, Canes fans out there, it's three in a row. Three pour, in a row. Pour one out for Willie. Ah, you know, I think Willie just had well, one, one, Will, to the, one for the lost homies. Yeah, I think people are actually drinking that beer that people are pouring out because they're so happy. All right, well, now that you've uh, had your fun. I had my fun. Uh, but now it's time to get in the real fun. Kind of just suck the energy out of the room with that. Oh, ah, well, it actually just jazzed me the hell up. <laughs> yeah, uh, as <laughs> I think most of our listeners know, things are about to heat up. We have, um, you know, good time with all these supporters groups and uh you know, I think covering and bringing the news to the listeners, uh, you know, as far as what's going on and what's relevant with the club. But things are about to get really, really spicy from here on out. Uh, we will, you know, get into this towards the end of the show. But MLS Cup is going to be this weekend. And right after that, things are going to kick off into high gear. We will spend uh, next episode going through each of these dates, their importance uh, and what that holds in the future. But we just want to give a quick rundown so people can be prepared for this. Uh, so after the MLS Cup, which is this Sunday, uh, the 10th, uh, right away, next day, November 11th to the 13th, the trade window is going to open. So that's, you know, following a 10-week roster freeze, MLS can freely sign and trade players. November 13th, that trade window will close, and the blackout period begins. Um, shortly after that, and by shortly, this blackout? I think I'm out of <laughs> <laughs> One day after that, November 14th, the club deadlines to submit bona fide offers. Uh... The allocation order is going to be released right after the MLS Cup. Great. Uh, the expansion draft protection list, remember those 12 yep. players that uh, every team, except for the five excluded, will be able to protect will be out November 16th. Then we'll have a better idea of what we're looking at and what we can target. So those of you who are just popping in, each team is able to protect 12 players on their current roster and Inner Miami, as well as Nashville SC, will be able to pick really kind of from their choice of the 13th player across the league. Correct. Correct. Or 14th, 15th, whatever they see fit. Uh, November 19th, that uh, MLS expansion draft will kick off. Uh, we do have the first round pick in the expansion Numero draft. Numero Uno. Yep, yep. As well as the uh, number one pick on the Super Draft. But Numero uno. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Woo! Uh, November 21st, club deadline to exercise options. November 25th, end of year waivers. Also November 25th, free agency opens. November 26th, the MLS reentry process. Stage one will begin. And on December 3rd, stage two, phase two will begin. So, some really exciting stuff. The next two weeks are going to be packed with moves and with news around Inner Miami. It's going to be cool great. shit right there, man. It is. We have a ton of spots we need to fill up. We have to build this team. Got to get a coach, but everything is, is trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, still don't have a coach. Still don't have a coach. So, um, kind of new rumor popped up. I don't know. I don't want to call it a rumor because... There's not, I don't think, like an actual strong tie, but uh, Dominic Turret, uh, NYCFC's head coach, actually stepped down with a year left on his mm -hmm. contract. So uh, word is he's considering some other MLS teams. Inter-Miami could be one of those. Again, can't you know factually report anything uh, leading me to believe that Inter-Miami is going to be the one, but hey, 
you never know. So I'm really just waiting. I think this news is going to drop at any second. It will. It definitely will. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna hit us like a ton of bricks would for you, sure. Let me ask you something. I mean, if you're a stud European player, would you want to come to a team without a coach right now in its first year being a franchise? Uh, it's gonna be tough, honestly. Um, and this is kind of like my thought process on this: is I would rather have uh, a European coach, someone that's been in uh, the English Premier League, La Liga. Uh, French, the French league, Bundesliga, uh, because that's going to have a lot of marketing uh, traits associated with that, right? So I think it'll be easier to get some of these marquee players to get some of these these uh, up and coming young talents to really buy in if it's you know a, a coach that has a you know worldwide track record. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I guess more or less what I was asking there is, do you think that a big name player would sign you know with Inter Miami right now without a coach? I think it's a possibility. I think the chances are definitely a lot higher, you know, if we do have a coach, obviously. I mean, it's... I think that's really the domino to, to kind of fall here and as, as a lot more. I mean, obviously, we can go out and get our talent anywhere, and they can take a, a little bit of a leap of faith on who we're going to select with that. But until you get a coach, you really don't know kind of where the leadership's going to be from the team. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, player rumors, just updates with David Silva. Uh there's now a Japanese club that seems to be making a move. Uh, I'm going to butcher this one probably. Uh, Hokkaido Consadole Sapporo. No, you nailed it. Uh, I think lucky so. lucky that word Sapporo was I in don't there. know. I don't know. So they're showing some interest. Um, could be potentially target. And then that team's rivals also in Japan, uh, Vitesse Kobe. I've already expressed interest in him. Uh, This is where it gets interesting because his international teammate, Andres Iniesta, uh, beautiful creator uh, of Barcelona legend, also plays there. So maybe he can kind of, uh, you know, convince him to uh, to come on. Um, You know, outside of that, uh, Javier Mascherano, who I'm not really too keen on. He's way outside his prime. I think that would be uh, not the best move, but... He, I guess, has shown some interest. I don't think there's been anything like super substantial about it, but you know, always, uh, you know, keep keep in mind he's already 35, so I don't know how many more good years we'll get out of him. It, you know, would be a big name to bring, but I think we should target other people. Uh, then the big, big rumor is Sergio Aguero, Kun Aguero from mm. Manchester City, uh, savage, savage Argentinian yeah. striker. He says that his next move out of the uh, EPL. Could possibly be MLS. There'd be several teams in there. I think Inter Miami would be a, a very desirable one. I, you know, don't know if that's going to really happen within a year's time or, or down the road. But uh, that's kind of the most recent update of some names that Solid. have some sort of link one way or another. I mean, Sergio is probably the biggest rumor that I've gotten excited about here in a while. I think he'd be a monster down I, here. Yeah, I'd say Sergio or um, uh, Luis Suarez would be excellent. Excellent, just. True, true strikers to have on your team. So those are definitely they definitely bring an edge. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's really it on the player rumor side of everything. Which I know that there hasn't been too much action. But as Jay just mentioned, you know the pieces are going to have to start falling here. Regardless, we have to start filling up this roster here. So I think we're really in an exciting part. And I think everybody to this date has really been feeling the excitement and hype around. The team as we continue to move forward uh, and closer to that early March uh, kickoff date of Inter Miami, but 
um, I think that really kind of leads us right into, you know, the reason why I'm sure most of you are listening here today, besides listening to Jay and Alice's lovely voice, but uh, it's really about Vice City. Uh, Vice yep. City, 1896. Uh, these guys are badasses. Um, Jay and I actually had the overwhelming pleasure of meeting about 50 to 40 of these folks down uh, in Champion Stadium down in the Doral area. Um, every Saturday they host an event from 11 to 1 o'clock. Um, very open forum. Uh, there were definitely some kids around. We were banging on some drums, watching some soccer. Uh, there was a little bit more freestyle soccer going on. So if you did have interest in joining a supporters group, uh, this would definitely be a stop that I would suggest making. Um, they have a lot to offer you guys there. And I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you go and meet some awesome guys, uh, start to build a little bit of a bond together and, you know, have a shared vision of where you want to see the club and not only the club, but the supporters groups moving forward. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, great group of guys. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and uh, give the, the viewers or listeners some sort of, you know, insight into them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Chris and Caesar onto the podcast. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody. We have on the show tonight Vice City, 1896, the fourth of the four supporters groups we're covering. Fourth and final. Fourth and final. Uh, today we have with us Chris and Caesar from Vice City. So welcome, guys. Thanks for coming on. Welcome to the pod, fellas. Uh, thanks for Thank you. Me. Thank you for yeah. having us, guys. Yeah, so just, you know, update the viewers with, you know, who you guys are, what you guys do with the supporters group, and then tell us a little bit about Vice City and what, you know, fans can expect. Chris, you want to start it off? Sounds good. Um, my name is Chris. I, uh, one of the founders. Uh, we've been doing this for quite a while. I think uh, collectively we have a lot of uh, people that have a lot of experience. Others that don't, but collectively we've, we've got an amazing group. Um, and I lead uh, some of the... Uh, branding and messaging for the group as well as uh, all the design work um, in conjunction with two other guys that uh, also share their vision uh, across like our our flags and stuff like that yeah and chris actually talk to me a little bit about that you know branding graphic side of things i know that that's always interests me as a professional and you know you, you know young professional here in the business world but i guess what all goes into the branding aspect of a new mls team coming to you know miami what are the different components of the ecosystem at whole that you know maybe people may you know not really consider when it all goes into the grand scheme of things what into miami was going to be perceived from uh, for the soccer community I, I knew that we could get lash you know lash back from uh the colors that we would be using or the design aspects of things so i guess when, when looking at vice city we just wanted to give a little depth uh in his in, in our in the in the city's history uh maybe that's part of also what we highlighted the 1896 which is the year that the city was founded um, so when looking at, at, at the visuals, we just wanted to give a more menacing look, something that you might see in a European, uh, a supporters group. Uh, and then that was obviously very thought out and premeditated in a way. 
Yeah, it seemed that way. I mean, from anything from the colors to the designs and any, I mean, I think that's what kind of makes the, you know, attraction of the branding and the logos, you know, and et cetera, so appealing, I think more aesthetically. So yeah, it was always just kind of a question that I always had about branding and kind of developing that self-awareness from the very beginning, which is so important into, you know, kind of creating that bond from the very start with not just, you know, around you, but the people who, you know, kind of see you around the community every day. And, you know, uh, Caesar, I don't want to take away too many, too much thunder for uh, Chris over there, but would love if you were to kind of share a little bit about yourself here and kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, your experience with Vice City and what you're doing for the supporters group. Oh, definitely. My name is Caesar. Um, I've been in the in the scene, I guess you could say, for a while. Um, I basically, I'm, you know, I do more like the PR, more like the front face of the group. Um. I'm the one that you're gonna probably meet when you come to our uh, our events. You're probably one of the first faces I'm there. Um, I just you know try to give it like an overall feel, you know, like a more of like a family feel. You know, I'm, I'm welcoming people, and that's what it's all about. That's you know basically you know like the core you know of our group is that you know we're the family. You know, we all come together from different places, you know, but we all come together you know to support Inter Miami, and um, you know and that's basically what we try to do. You know, we try to manage the group. You know, it's a lot of people with a lot of different visions. You know, we come together and we try to create, you know, what it is to be Vice City. <clears throat> you know, and basically that's what we always try to do. You know, we try to bring everybody together, make sure everybody's on the same page, and we're focused, you know, for 2020. Um, as far as the branding, man, I, I, I mean, it's definitely premeditated, but I think it speaks to, like, who we are, like, naturally and organically. You know, you know we're just people from the city, you know, Miami boys. Um, and it's just it's really who's who we are. We didn't try to create, you know, something bigger than what it had to be. It was just, you know, this just came natural to us, you know. It, Wearing black, you know, I, I, that's part of the, like, your, the normal attire, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, and, and just give the viewers an idea of, you know, what you guys do, you know, as a supporters group together, uh, you know, the things you guys are, are, you know, looking for out of individuals and, you know, kind of where you want to take this thing in the future as well. You know, what I try to tell people the most, you know, is, it's, uh, like I said, it's uh, definitely like a family atmosphere. So what do, what do you expect when you come to our group is what you're going to expect when you have, you know, a barbecue with your family. You know, you're going to see a lot of kids running around. You're going to see, you know, your cousins. You're going to see your aunts, your uncles, you know, and you're going to see some people you probably don't see every often. But, you know, you know that on Saturday they're going to be there. Um, and that's basically, you know, the, the what people should expect when they come to our, you know, our our gatherings, you know, our events, um, our Saturday meetups, you know, Saturday we, we play uh, six on six, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're a baller, you know, we welcome anybody to come and join us, you know, they have the beer specials, we sit there, we kick it, we have a couple of beers with the boys, you know, and the, the kids are there running around, it's, it's really just what you expect when, you know, you're around your family, you know. Yeah, I mean, shout out Champion Stadium too. I mean, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit before joining you guys, but I mean, <laughs> stadium. it's more like I mean, recreational center. I mean, but this shit was popping. Um, but I mean, Jay and I were actually talking before getting on the get on the mic with you guys and uh, just talking about how that's exactly how we felt. I mean, if you guys haven't made your way around every Saturday from what was that about ten to one o'clock or so over the Doral area. Um, these guys had a blast and um, we had a fun time singing some songs, banging on some drums, drinking some beers and meeting everybody inside the group. And I got to say, besides, you know, everybody having a beard, which Jay and I have, everybody was a pretty cool person. We felt right. We felt, we felt at home. There's definitely some beard gang association. Going on there. Even Chris got that little scruff going. On. I like it. 
um, I think to, to go back to what Caesar was saying, um, the way it was by friends getting together, uh, Saturday morning seemed to be the, the right time for, for people to connect. We took our boys, our kids with us, let the wives rest. And um, it, was a, it was a nice moment to reconnect with a lot of friends, actually, that I had in we couldn't we couldn't find the time to play or get together and now um, hanging out with like high school soccer buddies um, and they're bringing their parents uh, because now they're bringing their sister's kids that are probably like in their teens so now now like my dad's hanging my dad's coming to hang out with my friend's dad it's really cool what's happening and it's all happening very organically like it wasn't we we didn't we didn't set this up uh this way we just we we did what came natural um and i think what what's happening here is that there's a lot of people that are uh, need this or that have been wanting uh an opportunity to come together we like i was telling you the other day we have six uh four to six teams weekly of six guys each you're, you're looking at about 30 plus people showing up uh very rare to get that many people to show up for a pickup game but I think that there's a bigger calling here that, that seems to be why people are coming out and and it's showing. Yeah, I would agree. No, it was definitely fun. And I think that you, you nailed, you know, you nailed on it. You know, you hit the nail on its head right there, Chris. And I think that's what Jay and I kind of walked away from just really feeling that sense of family and everybody there for, for kind of that same common cause. And I mean, you know, kind of experiencing it for really the true first time. And again, we look forward to getting together with all the different supporters groups. But um, one question that I've always kind of envisioned, and I know we chatted a little bit about, was kind of what all goes in behind the scenes of, you know, creating a supporters group. Um, you know, there's about, there's four of us right now, you know, at, uh, you know, according to our calculations, which are very basic. But um, kind of wondering, like, what all goes in if you guys, you know, are founders, you know, kind of what what went into inception to where we are today and how you're going to continue to push the message forward. You know, um, when we started, we again, we 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 thought of every every aspect of it because we wanted to build something that was going to be long lasting. So at the core of our sort of structure is that. Not one person makes all the decisions. Uh, we have a sort of a board uh, that's the lead. Yeah, the lead on, on, on maybe some strategy and vision. But overall, decisions are made collectively. And we always look at what's going to benefit the group above uh, any one person. Um, so I think at the core of our, our structure, there's there's some some good principles. Um, and And we always... We always think of what's going to be best for our our families, our our you know our friends, or collectively. What what does this mean for the group? Uh, we we're getting constantly approached by different entities, brands, venues, people, um, and we we always put it back on the table and and, and ask ourselves like, how does this make sense? Uh, how does this relate back to what we want to do or say? Um, and ultimately we just want to create an environment that's like what Caesar was saying. It's, it's for our families. Uh, you know, we, 
we're um, we're older now. Some of us have kids, but the intention is to leave this behind for them. Uh, and we want to leave uh, a good name for ourselves. Um, I think one of the things that we've um, been asking ourselves is how do we give ourselves how do we give ourselves the opportunity to do more for our community? Um, we we definitely see people coming and looking at us and finding a, a voice through all this, and that's fun. But I think that we have an opportunity to do something bigger uh, or have a, a bigger impact. And we are identifying things that are valuable to us and are creating programming um, around those things. Um, we, you know, we've been working quietly behind the scenes, but we have a lot of stuff that um, that is important to us that we want to bring to life. Definitely, definitely. I mean, in you know, you guys are growing organically. You know, you're going to keep growing. You know, every single week. What, where, where do you guys? want to take this like what are your goals for the future i'm sure there's tons of stuff on your plate already but you know we're talking you know come you know into february beginning of march when the season's really going to start kicking off and you know the subsequent games uh you know coming after that like where are you guys really trying to to take vice city and, and what are you looking to see in regards to you know events or just overall community support well I, I think I could say easily, like, we want to be an example of what it is to be uh, an hinchada, you know, like, uh, and we want to be a, what, the example of what it is to be, you know, a fan, you know, and not just, you know, in the MLS, but, like, in the world that we can. Um, and if we could, you know, translate this culture to other sports in Miami and, and just, you know, that type of fandom, you know, that's, you know, basically, like, that would be great. Um, as far as, like, Vice City as, you know, as the entity, I guess you could say, um, I mean, it's limitless. I mean, like Chris was saying, you know, every day there's like a new opportunity. And I think that's what, you know, the real blessing of, you know, being in this group is, you know, that like you never really know where this could take you. Uh, when we started this, we never expected it to to be what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to piggyback right on that, um, I think, um, you know, you touched on, on fandom um, in, in, in South Florida or Florida. We've had uh, some amazing sporting opportunities, uh, moments to celebrate, uh, and other ones to maybe cry. But you, <laughs> we've seen we've seen we've seen the up, ups and downs of, of in every sport, and we ask ourselves like, what is it that that maybe um, um, the like Miami fans miss, or what is it that they're not connecting? I feel like. Uh, I feel like they, they, they've, they've had a, a dating situation with these clubs, maybe because of a particular moment that a player might have shown up. And the second that player is not there, then, then the relationship falls apart. <coughs> and, LeBron. and you begin, and you begin <laughs> to question why. You know, if you love this city, if you love the sport, like why would you walk away? Why wouldn't you try harder? Why wouldn't you stand by what you believe in? So I think... We want to shift that, and I think that that's what people are gravitating towards. We are celebrating the city. We're not, you know, the team hasn't even played a game yet. So what, how is it that we're getting 100-plus people when we call them out um, to come out, you know? And why are they chanting the way they are, like, to a team that, you know, we all have other colors underneath our, our, our Miami colors. We all oh, come from somewhere else. We've, we've all experienced at some capacity this. this. And, and if you didn't, we're seeing the reaction of Miami people saying, you know what, I, I didn't grow up with soccer, but I'm seeing this, I'm, I'm feeling this. And the fact that you're like 
you know, most of these songs that are that are that are chanted in Latin America, they're like love songs, <laughs> yeah. and they're very deep. And 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 once you interpret, once you once you begin to understand the lyrics and what you're saying, uh, I think they they hit a nerve. And I think that that's what I think that's what's happening. We're all beginning to uh, we're all beginning to reimagine these songs. And when we, when we, when we, you might've heard them growing up, but when you hear them now and you're talking about Miami, I think it's what, it's what's, it's sparking this new uh, love affair. Oh, definitely. I, I agree. And, you know, just kind of piggybacking off that and, you know, I, mean, I think people in this podcast know, but now like I'm a Chelsea fan, but I think one of the coolest things in the Premier League is Liverpool singing, you'll never walk alone. You know I mean? It literally is just tried and true passion and commitment to a club. I think what you guys are, focused on building is something that's stoic and that doesn't that's not going to waver with wins or losses obviously it'll be more excitable with wins but even if there you know are are you know more losses in that in that you know column you know i think you guys are here doing something that's that's perennial and that's bigger than just a soccer game and a result but more about the team as a whole and in the community as a whole because i mean you know south florida is such a diverse community and yeah. soccer is one of those things that has been proven to bring people, you know, of different, you know, beliefs or, or you know, borders, whatever you want to call it, but bring them together into a kind of a common cause. And, you know, I think it's really cool to see that that passion that you guys want to build that and bring that, you know, to this city. Definitely. I think when we when we first met with the team, uh, that was one of the things that we mentioned. We couldn't we couldn't build this this whole uh, experience uh on whether the team was gonna you know have a winning season or win a title off the bat and we knew that that's too much pressure on the club to expect that um yeah definitely i mean expansion team in your first year yeah yeah so to take away that tension we just said we need to create an experience that you're there to to connect with people at the end of the day that's why it's so important for us you know we when people contact us on on Instagram or social media asking for the merch or whatever, like we'll gladly share the links, but we often encourage them to come out because we want you to buy our merch and we want you to wear the colors and feel like, you know, you're a part of this, but nothing will say you're a part of this unless you've come and had a beer with one of the guys and realize um, that we're, we're a bunch of, you know, unique individuals. There's all types of people in our, in our, in our group and i think that's what's neat that you're beginning to connect and find a common ground between bolivians colombians mexicans cubans venezuelans uh it's you know when you look at when you look at soccer in in, in miami people tend to just gravitate toward, towards their colombian friends or their peruvian friends you stick to your kind it's just you know it comes it comes easier that way um but here we have an opportunity to to, to blur those lines and it's showing but like i said we are not focusing on the club's performance i think we would we would uh be shooting ourselves in the foot if we did that we're just trying to create an experience that you know before you come to the game and by the time you leave again we lost doesn't matter you had an amazing time yeah and i think you guys reflect that tremendously i mean la familia is absolutely right and i think that's kind of what we experienced was it didn't matter what you know country background you know socioeconomic you know status you may be it was you know all about creating an experience that you know everybody could share 
you know, amongst each other, you know, and I thought that was really powerful that we that we were able to experience firsthand. And I think that, that goes a long way. And ultimately to, you know, I think what Vice City is all about, which is creating that sense of unity amongst, you know, the people of, you know, Miami and South Florida, where we all come from such a diverse background. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, this is really kind of the first time in history that this is all happening here. And, you know, we're kind of all in a new position as it is. And, you know, we should all do it together. So, you know, I couldn't uh, agree and echo your thoughts more there, Chris. So I appreciate that, what you guys do. Thank you. Awesome. Definitely. Um, you know, kind of just moving on outside of, you know, just the camaraderie and getting everyone together. Or do you guys have anything that you're doing right now, you know, with the community more, um, you know, outside of, of, you know, any soccer tournaments or, uh, you know, hanging out at bars or anything that, that you guys are pushing in the community trying to bring more support to the club and or Vice City? Yeah, um, like, I, like I told you, there's a bunch of stuff that we're working on. Uh, one area of interest is bridging the arts and, and soccer. Um, I think that there's a lot of correlation between the two worlds. Um, I think that the relationship between the two, uh, you can see it at, at the simplest level from a TIFO being painted um, all the way to like, you know, brand collaboration with, you know, with, with, uh, with the club um, and designing merch and so on. So I think when you look at the two, uh, they're, they're fundamental to, to, to cultures, to society, to people. Um, South Florida is rich in, in the arts um, and we're beginning to bridge the gap between the two. Um, I don't want to get into too much detail, but we are definitely working with the community on uh, a few events throughout the year to to establish a stronger tie between the two um, and then be able to um, celebrate them throughout the year um, through different, um, you know, whether there's uh, recognizing a particular artist through attention to that artist or tell a story. Um, and then, and then tying it back to the community, we feel that um, there's so much talent here. When you look around soccer fields, and I'm seeing more than ever kids being influenced by video games like FIFA, um, the access to European football through social media, the highlights, kids are becoming, even, even merchandising, like all that contributes to the bigger conversation. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent and all it needs is nurturing. Um, so we saw the reaction from the, from the parents and the kids when we went in and connected with them at the academy level, you know, um, for us, it was like, it was, we knew that we were doing something special for these kids. You know, if we can, if we can nurture that, if we can make these kids feel special from a young age, if we can give them the right tools, uh, I think that, you know, it's just a matter of time before you start seeing a North American talent like killing it in Europe or North American football becoming bigger than Europe, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you when you look at these longer term uh, goals, I think that we're on the right track and, and it, it involves everyone. You know, it's not just the clubs and the academies doing their job or coaching. There's also the community from 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 the fan standpoint or from a supporter standpoint. I think that that's the responsibility that we all uh, have when you're looking at the bigger goal, the long-term uh, commitment. Back yeah. to the arts, I think that the arts also play that role. It's fundamental for kids to express themselves through the arts. Um, 
and find freedom through it. I, you know, I'm one of those. So I found freedom through the arts. And if we can, if, you know, one of my missions is to be able to exercise what I couldn't do in the field around the sport. There's so much opportunity around the sport from broadcasting, from what you guys are doing, from being just a supporter and being you know, a loyal fan. There's so much you can do for the community and for, for football. So definitely that's an area of interest for us. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, we've just seen like little different pockets of, you know, groups, you know, whether that be us or whether that be other podcasts or whether that be the supporters groups. And, you know, it's all really excited because I think kind of something that I always draw my mind back to is, is that, you know, we're talking here in the beginning of November and, you know, the hype right now around the team is pretty substantial. You know, I'm involved in a lot of communities around the tri county area and I hear pockets of inner Miami talk all throughout. And I think that that's really exciting because we're really about ready to kick off the MLS offseason calendar. We're getting going here in about one week. I mean, we have the championship game, you know, coming here this weekend. But after that, I mean, we're on and, you know, next year of soccer down here in North America, we're going to be playing in it. So, you know, maybe talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you guys have seen more on the hype train here versus, you know, kind of in, in relation to what you expect kind of this whole, you know, movement continuing to become. I mean, speaking about like what it could become and like what the hype, I think I was speaking before, like our mission is for this to translate, you know, to all types of sports and, and just basically the way that we live, you know, um, like one thing I've learned, like I, I didn't grow up with football. I, I kind of like got, you know, engaged with it, you know, went to hype or Beckham and, and all that a couple of years ago. And. And I met like a group, a great group of guys, and and just became you know by city, and and there's a whole culture behind it, and there's a lot of people that lead are like learning the culture now, like myself, and it's it's more than just you know being a, a fan of the sport, it's you know it really does translate to like your day to day life, um, and like you look at like fans like you know like the Boca Junior fans, or you look at like River Plate fans, and these people live and die through you know their club, you know, because their club is the community, um, and that's basically what we want to see here, and I, what I want to see. Um, here in Miami and South Florida, you know, I want to see people walking on the streets humming our songs, and I want to see people, you know, understanding like, oh, this is game day. You know, we need to get behind our team. We need to get behind our city. You know, the the teams represent represent the city. You know, and and we just need to get behind that. And that's what I've always felt that this was all about. You know, putting the the city on a platform, putting it on the map. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think you guys are doing a great job on that. And you know, one thing that I've learned too. I mean. You know, you guys have done an awesome job up until this point, branding, you know, followers coming here, you know, vision, you know, et cetera. But one thing that I'm a little bit curious is that, you know, kind of as we're, you know, halfway through this roadmap or so, I mean, anywhere inside this timeline, you know, often great achievements and success, you know, hasn't reached that certain point without there are certain challenges and hurdles. Is there you know, a certain time that, you know, you may pinpoint and say, hey, this was kind of some ex unexpected hurdle and, you know, here's how we were to accomplish it, uh, uh, overcome that? I think we're, we're probably experiencing our biggest hurdle right now. You know, like I was saying before, there's a lot of people that are just understanding this culture, they're just getting into this, that are just seeing that this is bigger than what they've just, you know, been experiencing in the past. Um, I think right now it's really just like showing people that there is an outlet. You know, there's a lot of people that are, 
that did experience this in their home country, they're here in Miami, they, they, they want to uh, let it out. They don't know how to let it out. And we're just, you know, we're trying to reach out. We're, you know, we're turning over every rock and we're trying to do events and we're trying to meet up every Saturday to give these people that, that release, you know. And uh, that's the biggest hurdle right now is getting these people out of their seats, getting people out of their couches, come out on Saturday, come meet us. There's a release. There's, there's that burning sensation, that passion that you have in your pit or your stomach and you don't know how to get it out. There's a, there's a way to get it out. There's a, we're here now, you know. This is a... You don't have to talk about what you did back home. You know, you could actually do it here and you could show your kids how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the cool things that like I experienced is like you see people like in their 40s and their 50s and, and they're like, oh, I used to do this when I was 20 years old. And now they're having like these midlife crisis and they think it's <laughs> people to get, you know? and they're, they're like standing on the rail and they're like, you know, they're, they're more hyped than the younger guys, you know. And like the, there's people like me that I never seen this in my life. I'm looking at this guy like, oh, you're crazy. But that's the, that's the, that's the, what I want. I need that, you know, I need to be that crazy, you know, and that is, it's great, you know, because like you see this, you know, it's like if they never left, you know, and this really does transform you, you know, when it's game day and you're there in front of the crowd and you're in front of the team and, and you're just chanting your heart out, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole nother passion. It's something that I never experienced. And now in my late twenties, I'm getting, you know, the hang of it. I'm getting the grasp of it. And I just want to show other people like me. That it's there, you know, and it, and all you gotta do is just grab it. All you gotta do is just join it, you know. Yeah, no, I, man, I'm I'm about ready to run through a damn wall to be honest. After <laughs> to this, Chris. Um, <laughs> no, what's when, that? What's when that you were asking? Oh, sorry. Chris, my bad. No, I think when you're asking about challenges, there's always challenges. Um, what helps is strategizing and and game planning, um, and we try not to do things on on a whim or, you know, we we try to give ourselves uh, enough lead time to to really think things through some some uh some things become a little easier than others you know like caesar was caesar was saying uh there is a bit of a challenge some people um you know can't let go of their club they say oh i feel like i'm betraying my club if i like i you know maybe once game day starts we've seen we've seen we've seen different reactions we've seen people that are like they just show up and they they never left We've seen others that come and go. They come and check it out, and they feel—I feel like they feel a little guilty about it. Uh, cheering for a team in colors that that are not necessarily what they've done their whole life. Um, but this is the one message that I, we've we've given everyone. You know, um, your parents gave you something very special, which was the sport. Whoever it was—an uncle, a friend, your dad, your mom. Um, but now you live in this country, and it's cool for your son to have the jersey of of their club in Europe or in Latin America, you're probably going to take that kid three times a year to a stadium. Give the, give your children, your kids the opportunity to, to live what you lived, you know? So that's been like a, a message, you know, to, that we share with everyone. It's like, give your kid an opportunity to be a fan from a, from a young age. It's not every day that a club, you know, shows up in a city, especially a city like this. I think, you know, we're we're definitely going to make a statement uh, to the rest of the league, uh, to the world, I think, um, because it's it's probably one of the most diverse, um, you know, cities to to be to to have a soccer team. You look at New York or you look at L.A. and they're, they've done a, an amazing job at, at sort of bringing everyone together. But nothing like nothing like Miami, nothing like South Florida, I think. This is going to really catch on fire and show the rest of the league what we're made of. No, I agree. I agree. And I don't 
like necessarily find anything wrong. Like myself personally, you know, I've got, you know, I don't know about, you know, favorite team. I do have like one favorite team, you know, as of now, and, and I guess two actually. Is that Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea near Miami. But I mean, you know, you can name any league and there's there's a team that, you know, I like the most out of that league. I don't think there's any like betrayal between that. It's not like, you know, being a Chelsea fan and like a Liverpool fan or, or you know, Man City yeah. fan at the same time. I think that's to, not, to like love know, the, the world game. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, you're talking yeah, about a, you know, people yeah, that were just yeah, like brought up in, in you know, South America around the club their entire life and then, you know, feel like they're betrayed yeah, by coming out there in Miami. Yeah, but you got to remember this. You don't just like randomly watch a team in Latin America. That team is your grandfather's, you know, an uncle played in that team. Like, this is some blood, some blood shit. Like, you know, it goes deeper than that. Um, you can, like, I'll give you an example. I've become a, a Barca fan because, I've, you know, Argentine players have played there. Amazing mm-hmm. Brazilian players have played there. I watched great football. I, I, I loved Dortmund in the 90s. I loved Arsenal. And, and Chelsea and, and Man U through the early 2000s when Ferguson was there. I mean, I love watching, you know, great teams perform. But one thing is to watch them and, and appreciate it and, and, and be a fan. Another thing is to be, like, ingrained or, or have this, this deeper, profound relationship that most Latin American people do. Um, or at yeah, least it can be like that, a religion you know, at times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, That's but why I, I think feel that, like it's a little deeper. Yeah, but I think that like right now, I mean, honestly, what's happening in America with the game in general is some that hasn't happened before. You know, I mean, there's always been these small pockets that support it. But I think just soccer has really started to trend upwards in the United States as the MLS has expanded significantly You know, over the past decade. Uh you know, I think people really started tuning into, you know, the, the, the recent World Cups, you know, without 2018, we're going to make it, but, you know, 2020, 2010, 2014, I really think that more and more people are getting interested. I think more and more of our, our, of our athletes are getting more interested in soccer because, you know, there's no lie. Like the NFL, the NBA, and even baseball have had a monopoly on pretty much all kids that, you know, are coming up playing sports. They're looking to get into, you know, one of those. The MLS is always kind of this smaller thing, but I think what we're going to be experiencing now is the growth of that. And the MLS has done a great job of bringing in these European players, um, you know, to really expand their reach. And I think that the more and more this goes on, like it's only going to get better and better for soccer loving Americans. The MLS will be, you know, hopefully a major contender. And I would love to see some MLS team win the CONCACAF Champions League in, you know, the next five years, 10 years. But I think it's a slow process, but I really do think we're on the right track. And I think that, you know, is going to be something beautiful to watch in, in, in this nation, honestly, you know, because it's been unprecedented up till now. Definitely. So let's kind of fast forward, or do you want to keep going? No, go ahead, go ahead. So let's just kind of fast forward to, to a little bit of fun. So we, we really want to get people amped up and excited about what, uh, you know, you guys are doing. So let's fast forward to, you know, first game. I mean, what are you guys going to be doing? What are you guys bringing to the stadium? What, what's going to be kind of kicking <laughs> off to people come out and, 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 you know, if they haven't met you before, that'll be a prime time for them to swing by, just check out Vice City. What are you guys going to have going on? Jay thinking about beer. I like it. Uh, I mean... If you haven't come to, come out to one of our events, I mean, it, it really is like we put on a show. You know, it's uh, 
it's everything that you you know you want. You know, there's people that come up to me that like I, I, I you know, I've been wanting to you know to do this, and you guys are the ones that are doing it. You know, we're more of like a, a South American or Latin American style, you know, supporters group. We call them Mavara. Um, you know, we use a lot of flags. We use you know confetti. We use uh, elaborate songs. Um, you know, so it, I mean, we bring it all. You know, and we try not to skip over like anything that like you know. That's gonna like limit it. No, we try to bring the whole show, you know, because this is it's a culture, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to, you know, implement this culture, and and this is all that it entails, you know. And these are things that, like I said, like I was I've been learning about, you know, like the umbrellas, the long flags, you know, the, you know, the smaller flags, you know, waving, and it's 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 all very elaborate, but it's all necessary, and everything does have a place, you know, and that's part of like the whole setup. No, definitely. I think, Passion is I something think, you guys do not lack. I will tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, that's a main ingredient. But to what Caesar was saying, I think since day one, um, even the way we introduced ourselves to the team and basement, which actually tomorrow since uh, six, uh, um, we always try to bring something new each time around or present something uh, fresh. So definitely the merchandising has been, um, what we set out, um, through these like milestone or these like bigger opportunities and events. So we definitely, uh, we'll have a whole game plan and we're working on particular merch that'll drop, uh, around the beginning of, of the season, uh, to sort of mark that moment. And then, you know, what we what we do with that is is not is not you know like the merch is great like i never i've never uh created the merch to to be a uh you know it it, it it'll bring in funds but that's not the purpose the reason is you know you're going to look back and if you're wearing a shirt 10 years from now that was part of that first season a jacket a hat it's gonna mean something you know that you've been around that long so we're giving meaning to the to the merchandise, the stuff that we're putting out, um, and it's 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 with that thought. Um, and then as far as like every time we've done a major event, we've presented a new flag. If you go through our social media, you'll see uh, the first flag that was ever made was when we were all part of the same uh, and it was the one that that was marched. Um, at the beginning when David made the announcement at the art center, that was our first flag. Uh, move on to David Beckham's flag when we went and spoke in front of the, the city. Uh, fast forward to our Julia Tuttle flag reveal for last, uh, somewhere, some, I think it was uh, the beginning of MLS. I can't remember now. Um, and then we presented our biggest flag maybe uh, a month ago which is a massive skull flag with 1896 on it. It's not about size. I think we're, we're, we're just excited. And one thing that we've done here is that we're not doing it for anybody else. We're doing it for ourselves. And I think when you look at any culture or any, any, anything, whether it's hip hop in New York or break dancing or, you know, the blues or, you know, jazz music, the, that core group that started doing that or began that movement they were doing it for themselves. It was a tight-knit group of people that were all influenced by a particular mood and vibe, and I think that that's what's happening in South Florida. I don't think people anticipate what's to come, but we're going to definitely influence other sports in South Florida because 
we're 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 touching nerve and and that nerve is your passion and love for the city this is a beautiful amazing city and all it takes is for you to like sit back and and watch or 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 find the things that make you unique you know i've been traveling a lot lately and as i come back to miami it, I, it, remind, it reminds me of how amazing this place is and that there's no other place like it. Yeah, there is no other place like it. And I think that's why, yeah, we all live down here and the people who can't live down here full time uh, live down here half time. So, uh, <laughs> so I think everybody really enjoys everything that South Florida has to offer. And that actually brings me to my favorite question. What South Florida has to offer? So what are you guys going to be, uh, what's your guys' favorite tailgate food here that you guys are going to be offering at the first game? Well, let me tell you, uh, like, I grew up, you know, like American style, you know, tailgate, burgers, hot dogs, you know, maybe like a couple ribs. But lately, these the Argentinians got me eating this choripan and asado, this regular red meat, and that's the best, bro. That's the best barbecue right there right now, man. Some red meat, a little choripan, some chimichurri. We got some special chimichurri made by one of our, uh, one of our guys, uh, Christian. That's the, that's where it's at right now. Caesar, I, I love you, brother, but can you break that down for us more fair-skinned folks? Oh, um, choripan, it's basically like a sausage on bread, a little chimichurri sauce, a little like, you know, uh, bro, it's, man, you guys got to come out. You got to come out to the barbecues that we do, man. It's, it's these Argentinians, God, damn, that was be down and tied dirty to me. These Argentinians doing crazy, something crazy on the grill. All right, all right. I think, I think, um, Caesar's right. I, um, one thing that's true to, to our, uh, parties and hangouts and tailgates as you call them is the um is argentine style barbecue it's it's just the way you actually grill the meat the quality of the meat and uh, and then we we garnish it with with a very particular argentine uh, sauce that the special magic sauce that we like to call it um and that and that sets it apart from other other um other uh food like uh sporting food I, we even we even we even brought it up to the club that they should sell that inside the stadium or give us a booth inside so we can so we can slang these uh choripans <laughs> <laughs> this magic sauce is it only for food uh no comment <laughs> <laughs> just play it no I that sounds that. great <laughs> we say to i think we've done a pretty good job of staying away with speculation but i gotta hit you with one speculative question here boys as you know sunday we got the mls cup toronto versus seattle who you guys have um i seattle you know you gotta give it some yeah hell yeah i agree you want to root for the conference i guess go for toronto hell yeah yes so it's three seattles and i'm the only toronto dude yeah right. might as well go up north I, I will say I called that beautifully <laughs> last week about the winner saying Joseph Martinez has not been playing well and Nick DeLeon has been playing great. And Nick DeLeon hit that beautiful curler to win that game. So, all right, I'll take those odds. We, we will, uh, we'll see where we end up. Yeah, you know, but, you know, if there's any indication, you know, they, they, they were silent or you felt that, they, you know, they, they weren't making their moves uh, and everybody had their money on Atlanta and, you know, LEFC. Yeah. Uh, so cool. maybe Toronto does take it because it's all about the uh, unexpected uh, contender. No, definitely. But I, I mean, that like that LAFC game, 
LAFC Seattle game was like insane. Like once they laid that first check down on on, on Vela, I was like, I, I was watching rugby. They were straight body and everyone in LAFC just wasn't even ready for that. I mean, they were just checking them to the floor. The stadium was rowdy, yeah. but they weren't ready for that. Seattle's playing a different different type of, of, of football right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was an incredible match. A, a little plug for our, our watch party. We're doing a watch party at Winwood's first ever sports bar. It's called Grills. It's like a like a shoe uh, exchange slash sports bar. Real cool concept. It's just opening up in Winwood. Um, we're gonna be out there at one o'clock on Sunday. If you guys want to chill and party with Vice City, that's where we're at. Um, it'll be great if you guys can make it out there. Hell yeah! And for people who want to get in contact with you guys, what's the best way to reach you? Social media. Yeah, definitely hit up the, the Instagram. is like the main page. Uh, the Twitter is always bumping also. Um, but just hit us up on the Instagram and, or in the Twitter, and we'll, we'll contact you right back. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, Caesar, I mean, thank you so much for, uh, for swinging by, taking time to speak with us. Uh, thank you for having us, you know, this weekend as well. It was great meeting you guys. Uh, love everything you guys are doing. I mean, I, I think it speaks volumes. Uh, you know, it's what you're trying to build. And it's more than just a team. It's more than just a result. It's about the community and building something bigger than yourself. Fellas, uh, it's been great. Definitely. Um, thank you for, for the opportunity. Hopefully, this is the the first of many that we will have. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, sir. And yeah, people... Thanks for having us. Yeah, no. And people, if you haven't had the chance, just go out for an hour, two hours. If you think that you're swinging by for 30 minutes, guaranteed you're going to be hanging out with these guys for about two hours, two hours yeah. man. <laughs> Hands down. Great group of guys. Please just go, go check them out. Connect with them on Instagram. And, you know, just take a little bit of time on your Saturday. I think uh, it would definitely go a long way for y'all in the, the upcoming year. So, guys, appreciate it again. Um, have an awesome, awesome week. And... We'll talk to you all soon. Vamos, Miami. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. All right, fellas. Have a good one. All right, folks. That's about it for us oh. here. Did is, I that say, ob- is that the obligatory, folks? Am did I, I just say, folks? I think you did. I think I got to put this Three Kings brew down, to be yeah. honest. I'm going to write your parents a letter. Let them know you're letting them down. Well, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's a little bit late in here. We need a little <laughs> bit of music to do that. But uh, people, we will... Keep this pod going. I know that you guys are all really hyped up on Vice City 1896 uh, down there. Chris and Caesar, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, like they said, you know, to go ahead and reach out to them, uh, go ahead and just reach out via social media. They're very, very active in the community. And, you know, those guys are a great, great group of guys. Yeah, yeah. It was a blast. You know, thank you for coming on the show. You know, great to talk to you. Very, very knowledgeable of uh, the club the supporters group, the community, what they're trying to do. So, uh, you know, very, very good. But um, yeah. And that wraps up our four part mini series on the supporters. Groups. That wraps it up. That wraps it up. So again, it's been, a, been a fun ride rundown right now. And as obviously if anybody else pops up around the tri-county area, we'd be happy to have them on the pod. But as of right now, we were able to, you know, share introductions with the Southern Legion, the Siege, Vice City and the Northern Pack. Yep. And honestly, guys, the, you know, guys and gals, you know, I apologize. Um, But really the bottom line is just go out and and if you have any interest at all to spend 30 minutes to 60 minutes with either one of these groups, uh, obviously you can listen to these folks and, you know, go ahead and listen to how really cool and engaging they are. Um, It's only tenfold more maximized when you're actually in person talking with them. I agree. I completely agree. You know, it brings me... uh... Great joy to have uh, been able to bring this 
to everyone with you. So, you know, we've had fun. We've had fun now. Again, like we've said, the, the crazy part, the action-packed news is about to, to start. But let's just uh, keep it rolling, kind of wrap up, you know. And, and the sad thing is we can't be right all the time, you know. <laughs> we can't be right all the time, we, but we, we can be right but half the we time. We can be right half the time. So, you know, in, this, uh, in the conference finals, I, I was wrong. Thought LAFC was gonna gonna be the team to do it all, but they were playing soccer in a rugby match. That's all right. Seattle. They were bodying people, laying them out. Rudy Diaz was, was a man amongst children yep. in that Seattle LAFC game. Yep that that was that that was three one. I, mean, I thought they were good after that, after that first free kick. I was like, wow, well, all right, I'll just keep doing it. And nope, Seattle came back and bodied them and. Uh, then Toronto knocked off Atlanta. Yep, which I happily has to be wrong. called that one to a team. Uh, that with, you did. But Joseph Martinez not playing well, self-admittedly not playing well, and then Nick De Leon's been playing great, and he scored that. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful yeah. curler into the near post from deep. It, it was awesome. So they're setting it up. That was a, a two-one victory for Toronto, and now we've got uh, Toronto versus Seattle Sunday at three p.m. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a game. It is, it is. And you know, every supporters group is having some sort of yep. event, some watch party. So yep. if there's one or you know, maybe a couple you're looking into, definitely, definitely stop by, swing by, introduce yourself, go meet the guys, gals. Uh, just have a blast, man. It's a, it's been a good time and uh, we're finally wrapping up, then we'll get the allocation order, then boom, it's just gonna be back to back to back leading up to kickoff. Yeah, really stoked about this this kind of just get it feels like getting going. I yeah. know that we've been talking for a few months here now, but I mean this is again what we said that the exciting stuff's about to start happening here. Yeah. So you know, like Jay said, you know, go ahead and this was a great opportunity to go uh, connect with some of the supporters groups and uh, you know, go ahead and watch the watch the cup finale here uh, with them. I know myself and Jay will actually be over with the Southern Legion in Fort Lauderdale this Sunday for the game. And Jay, where's where's that event being held? That's Fox and Hounds on and uh, Hounds. Dixie Highway, just north of the Prospect intersection. Actually, not far from, from where I live. Uh, it's actually, I believe, like a mile and a half, maybe two miles away from, from Lockhart. So awesome. definitely right here in the uh, the community. Uh, so yeah, that's where we'll be. Um, but we plan on, on you know doing several events with the supporters groups and you know making ourselves familiar with them. But you know that really wraps it up. For, I think everything we're trying to talk to today. Unless you've got anything else, bud. I, well, you forgot my thunder right here. I've been waiting all dang week to go ahead and say this to everybody, uh, all, all of right. our listeners. But Jay and I have been working rigorous. What is that word? Rigorously. Rigorously. Rigor- Again, it's a little bit late. I'm going to go ahead and let Jay fill in that blank. But anyway, uh, we have actually gone on a long adventure of figuring out how to put together a website. And this website is going to be live by the MLS finale. So mm-hmm. I know uh, you know some of us may be a little technolo- te- technologically challenged, but if you wanted to reach out to us and you couldn't quite put your finger on how to reach out to us and get on the show... Go ahead and go to our website. It's innermiamipodcast.com, and there's an emblem on the top right that is an envelope. Go ahead and click that little sucker, and it'll get popped up to an email that you can share with us. Definitely. Definitely. Also, always, always reach out to us on IG and FB at innermiamipodcast.com. The podcast is available on, I think, all eight major publishers. We're talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Play. It's everywhere. Go ahead, if you know, listen, click that subscribe button, leave a review if you'd like. 
Uh, always, you know, email us at jayandalex at intermindmepodcast.com. We're here. We respond to everybody. We love giving shout outs. And, uh, you know, thank you for the uh, the continued support from not only the South Florida community, but also, you know, the world is, is different groups keep reaching out to us. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Uh, really excited to share the website. We'll drop that link inside of our social media bios as well. And with that in mind, I must wish you all a fantastic week and a very, very fun and safe weekend. Yep, we'll see you next week. Vamos, Miami. Bye.